8 o'clock. It's Batchy Friday. You think, okay, new to the show, what does that mean? It means we celebrate the start of the weekend. It is the doorstep of the weekend. It's Friday. We're almost there. We're knocking on the door. Knocking on the door of the weekend. NFL Championship weekend, your predictions. Niners at the Eagles. Bengals at the Chiefs. Chiefs line is flip-flopped a lot. Eric Bieniemy said about Patrick Mahomes, I wish I could heal like that guy. Yeah, what's He the, has the Wolverine like, blood. He's the one that has the Wolverine blood. I'm sorry, Russ. Sorry, Russ. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes is the guy that has the Wolverine blood. Has the ankle healed too quickly? <laughs> Tonight at 11. But Mahomes looks like he's ready to go. Should be a dandy coming up Sunday. Should in be. Kansas City. Can the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl? Can Mahomes get to the Super Bowl again and win one? So he got one in his pocket. Got a runner-up. Like to get another one. To add to the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. And then can the Brock Purdy legend continue to grow? Or is it the versatility of one Jalen Hurts that carries the Eagles along with their great defense? into the NFL Championship game. Super Bowl coming up in Phoenix. This hour, by the way, brought to you by Preston Lee, a country financial, believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. So your predictions on the uh, championship games on Sunday starts at noon right here on the Team Sports Network. Also, on this stuff going on, Involving Sean Payton. And that allegedly Sean Payton, and this is from the Washington Post, Mark Maskey, who says that the Payton loves the idea of coaching Russ, loves that defense, mm-hmm. but that Sean Payton fears a potential power struggle with a member. So, okay, so as I read that now, he's concerned he's going to have a problem. First, I thought, Maybe there's going to be other people. When I looked at this, I didn't read it probably. That the owners as as were, were not agreeing on some things. Infighting. Know that he's going to have a problem with somebody. And the two sides seem to have cooled on each other. And that could be one of the reasons why. Mark Maskey tweeting the Panthers are no longer an option for Sean Payton. I hired Frank Reich yesterday. That would be why. And there was an issue with Peyton's interview with the Broncos. Peyton likes the idea of coaching Russell Wilson and having that defense, but fears a potential power struggle with a member of the ownership group, according to a source. Maskey later tweeted that he loved his interactions with Condoleezza Rice, but left out Penner, who was the only other owner Peyton met with. So apparently he, at least according to this, at least reading the tea leaves here, because <laughs> we were talking, was it Condoleezza Rice? No, it's Greg Penner. That he's that, apparently got a problem with. But then you have the comments from Sean Payton, who was asked about it. He's like, no, it's I, it went fine. It went great. I don't have a problem with anybody. Denies that, that he has a concern with anyone. Payton, in the response to the Maskey report, zero truth to this. We had a great visit, and Bronco's ownership was fantastic. So, what's fact, what's fiction here? We don't know. We don't really know, do we? And we haven't known for some time. And I've seen other analysts jump on the 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 Washington Post reporter saying, okay, so 
all of a sudden he's got issues with ownership just because he's maybe fallen out of favor with them. Or that maybe Greg Penner's not into him as much as Sean Payton thinks he should be. Like, where is this coming from is the ultimate question. Is this just maybe a misread of something that happened? And, and again, we just we we just don't know. And I'm not going to say it's irresponsible to report on this in the way that it is, because it is in the interest of Broncos country who is in line to be the next head coach. But also, it feels like we're grasping at straws here. With every little leak and every little, oh, this meeting happened and it didn't go well and there's going to be a power struggle. With, like with every one of those, more and more of those add up and the less accurate information that we do have, which is little, stays little. And I think at this point, I don't know if it's just impatience or what, but Broncos country is just going to have to wait to see who is going to be the next head coach. Now, initially, the feeling was, you know, the, the longer, and I still agree, the longer this lasts, the less likely it's Sean Payton, and that it was about Sean Payton, not really that excited about any of these jobs. And there, there still could be truth to that. I don't know. But could it be that maybe teams have talked with him and they're just not sold on him, that it's the other way around, that it's not, He's, eh, it could be nice, but I don't know. I go back to TV. Yeah, I've got options here. I don't have to do this. I can wait for something better. Or is it that, yeah, I think I like this place. I think I want to get back into coaching. And those you've taught, who he's talked to, Broncos Ownership Group, they're like, yeah, well, we've talked to some other guys and we kind of like them. We, D'Amico Ryans, we kind of like D'Amico Ryans. Because there certainly seems to be a sense of, yeah, what's the holdup? If the right. Broncos like Sean Payton, Sean Payton likes the Broncos, then let's get this deal done. Let's let's work put, it out. Let's put pen to paper. Let's get this let's get this party started. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Exactly. Pitter patter. And you know, it's a Texas size 10 4. You know, let's just let's go ahead and get this done. Get the Saints what they feel like is their compensation. Right. And Sean Payton gets compensated, whatever he's going to get compensated, $20 million, whatever. Unless the Broncos don't feel like he's the right guy for this job. In which case, are you dragging your feet because you can't hire D'Amico Ryans yet because of the ding, championship? Ding, ding, There it is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That you were blown away by him and you're going, you know, we like David Shaw too. David Shaw be pretty darn good offensive Great coordinator, OC, Yeah, be a a coach with experience that D'Amico Ryan's could lean on. Maybe Jerry Rosberg comes back. Be a special teams coach. There's there's veterans in the building to help D'Amico Ryan's, which they didn't have that with Nathaniel Hackett. No, and so maybe and just maybe. That's how this is all going to play out, and there might be some continuity. They might, they might keep Jiro Evero as DC. Who knows? It could Avera could very well stay on as a DC. I, I could see that happening if nobody sure. hires him. 
and th- that's entirely possible. He's still under contract to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And if you're D'Amico Ryans, you mesh what you know, what you've you've learned, and with what Aviro knows, and that defense might even get saltier, might even get better. And guess what? You don't have to pay D'Amico Ryans $20 million a year or give up your first-round draft pick to get him. No, you don't. The only problem is he's never been head coach. And here we go again with a first-time head coach. Yeah. And the feeling was that they would not hire a first-time head coach, though it is starting to look like we could see the fourth consecutive first-time head coach. Maybe, just maybe. We could we could be seeing that. It's the, way it, it's the way it looks like right now. That they've looked at Sean Payne and went, nah, price is too much. He wants it's a little he too want, high. He, and he wants a lot of control here. And we're just not feeling good about that. No. He's into us, but we're not that into him. All right, who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? George this morning. Check it in. George, good morning. How are you? Morning. Good. How are you guys? Doing fine. What's on your mind, George? Oh, it just I was going to say, you guys keep looking at keep looking at what's coming out and if it's true instead of asking why is it coming out. I mean, everything in the NFL is why, guys. So, like, when, when I want information to be known, I might give some information to a reporter off the record, right? Why would I want to do that? Well, for the Broncos, they don't want to bid against themselves. So they want to sit back, act like they're not. The last thing they want is Sean Payton's stock to go up and for it to look like everyone wants him. Because that increases market value. They don't want to trade a bunch of assets. So what they're doing is they're waiting not bidding against themselves, seeing else if anyone else is even in the market or even willing to get the first round for them. That's it. That, that, that's all this is. Now, I don't know who leaked that, you know, the, the Washington Post or if it's a misunderstanding, but for Sean Payton to come out and blatantly say in a quote tweet, there's 0% truth to this, that tells you how much Payton didn't want that out there. It's pretty forceful denial. But, yeah, I, I agree with um, that, and, I, and I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, that could very well be what's what's going on here as well. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, look, the last thing NFL teams do, even in the player evaluation process, which I go through as an agent, they don't come out and say, yeah, guess what, George? We have a fifth-round grade on your young man. Like, like, it's coded. Everything's coded. Everything's shrouded in secrecy. If you have good relationships, you can get good information. But the last thing other NFL teams want to do is tell people what they're what they're thinking or doing because then it creates it just creates issues. So it's just business one on one. Right, but but that's, that's where, why you're not hearing anything. But that's why this is confusing, though, about this coming out about Peyton having a a concern about somebody in the Broncos ownership group because to me it's like okay, well, do you know if in the case of the Broncos. Do I, do we want to cast a cast the cast the appearance that there's there's problems if somebody comes here and coaches, or is there or is Sean Payton going? Well, I thought things went well. Why is somebody saying this about? Well, I mean, if it, you if you're in the front office of another team and you want Sean Payton, but you know that Sean Payton is in love with the Broncos, would you have motive to try and sour his relationship with the Broncos? Of course you would. Exactly. There's like nine other teams with head coaching uh, uh, like opportunities. Yeah, that's where I'd like to know where this came from. If it came from, I'm going to say yeah. it's from a, one of those eight other teams. Yeah, I, I it, mean that's that's going to be what I would say. I Mark, mean, Mark Maskey should know better than that, George. He should say, 
Well, of course you're saying that. I mean, as a reporter, he needs to have a little bit of, really, why? So who did, who did you get this from? Somebody from the Broncos? Did you get somebody? Why are you telling me this member of the Houston Texans organization? Why are you telling me this? Why or, or did, who did you hear this from? That's where I before I'd go before I'd put anything out on Twitter, put anything out. I go. I'd like to know where you're getting this from because obviously you have a a vested interest in that relationship going south. Tell me where it's coming from. Yeah, well, that's what some people would do. I mean, I, that's what I would do. But I, is I get everyone it. in every profession ethical? No, of course not. Of course, I mean, no, I'm no, I'm just saying that to me. If you're Mark Maskey's you know, fairly well regarded in covering NFL stories. Wouldn't you ask a little more about where's this coming from? What's your source? I mean, I, I get it. Everybody wants to get the story. Everybody wants to jump out ahead. And that's that's part of the problem I have with what we what we do now in the media. Let's get some facts behind it before I put it out there. Before I start typing on my keyboard about this. Otherwise it just ends up it's it's kind of clickbait. Maybe Maybe he had facts, and maybe the the concern is working with the GM there. I don't know. Yeah. None of us know. I mean, maybe he maybe he used the wrong word and said ownership group because there's three people in the meeting and, and, and yeah. Peyton was one of them. Maybe maybe his concerns with George and the power struggle there that would make more sense to me. Probably so. Yeah, then. but that's that's not what was said. So I, I just you never quite know. And if you try reading into my point being, if you read into the tea leaves. You got to understand, and we don't have sources, right? So, like for example, I will tell someone this is off the record. Don't repeat it. Like I'm going to give you information, create your own source off this information, use it to sniff around here and there. Right. That gives me that gives me good relationships with reporters. It gives them a lead. But then, I, if I'm the only with the information, people are going to know it comes from me. So I might give someone a lead and say, "Go ahead and sniff around." There's ways you can do things. Like it's just. You, you, you got to think next level as far as why is this information out? Who wants this information out? Because people don't talk to talk to try and create issues. Like no. You, but, I mean, there's a, there's a motive behind everything that's leaked. I, I guess my thought about it, though, is, George, then, but why hasn't something happened then with Peyton and the Broncos? Because the Broncos are going to be negotiating against themselves. Yeah. Right uh, now there's nine teams in the, in the market. If some other team wants to come out and give this year's first and next year's first and second a third, the Broncos might say, go go ahead. But right now, the Broncos, at least I'm with the Broncos, I don't even know if Sean, because the market's set by Sean. Right. So it's not nine teams. While nine teams might want to hire Sean, Sean realistically might be looking at two or three other teams. If those two or three other teams don't want Sean, then the Broncos are negotiating against themselves. So if I'm the Broncos, I'm sitting back and waiting for the market to materialize on Sean. Which is what everyone else appears to be doing too. Which, which, which is why you've had zero head coach hires. Yeah, that well, well, Frank Wright got hired by Carolina yesterday, so the first the first dominoes exactly. kind of started to fall. So now now we start to thin the herd, and this is you know gets into what you're saying of yeah you know, why would you, why would you bid against yourself? Well now, okay, obviously Carolina they're out. Frank Reich's our guy, and then so what's yeah. next? Is Houston next? Is Arizona next? You know what's what's the next? step in terms of of sean payton and, and where he ends up right. going and and you know now that 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 field is is much smaller and that that allows the broncos to i think get a better sense of what's the market price going to be for sean payton because the saints yeah. and the broncos apparently have talked mickey loomis has talked with the broncos about what that price at least at the moment is from the saints point of view and so you're right yeah i mean it's why, why would you bid against yourself i i get that i understand that 
I mean, that's. I mean, realistically, if Sean Payton wants a quarterback wherever he goes, I mean, Houston would be out if if that's what he wants. But we don't know what Sean Payton wants. I mean, you know, a lot of draft capital there. I mean, and and it's a soft division. That's the upside, right? But yeah. but I can tell you that the reputation of that GM, it's not going to be Torres. He's going to you know cede a lot of power, right? Nick Casario to, yeah. to Sean. So what, what? So Sean's setting the market, but the problem is Sean can't really set the market and say I only want one or two or three teams because he's buddies with Mickey. Right. So he doesn't want to hurt the Saints organization by taking away their leverage. Exactly. He wants them to get max value. He wants them to get something Correct. out of it, along with obviously himself getting what he wants out of this deal. So, and no, he doesn't want to give up his future team's value either. So he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, doing his professional sitting on the side. But in reality, he doesn't want to go to all eight teams. Right. So just, there's a lot of jockeying trying to figure out what's going on, who's really interested in Sean, and what is the market really like for Sean. In the meantime, the teams aren't going to say, well, we're waiting on Sean, because then they know they're committed, and they, they know they're giving up leverage with the Saints. So they're going to go out and act like they like everyone else and let Sean sit there. That's really all that it is. And, and it could be a case where they really like D'Amico Ryans, and D'Amico Ryans is plan B, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's... It's it. Everybody's always playing poker, whether it's a draft, whatever. And this is a case of, of playing poker just this time with coaches. Hey, George, I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Have a great weekend. You have a good one, guys. All right, George, with his thoughts about it. I, you know, I that could very well be the case. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't it, think it, any it, of us know, and it, I don't. I don't know if it's really. Again, it it, it gets back to. We're and just going to have to have some patience. And I believe George said nine. There's four. There's four openings right now for a head coach. Denver, Houston, Arizona, and Indianapolis. Now that Carolina's off the mix. I think George said nine, but there's four. We'll see where this goes. You know, one more, one more contender is off the list if you want Sean Payton. And that's Carolina. Now, what, you know, what... Are the others willing to offer what the Saints want and what Sean Payton wants? All right, 818. Jim along with the cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So with uh, Frank Reich taking the job, of course, in uh, in Carolina. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's his name keeps coming up a lot. Athletic has a big piece. Nick Cosminder has a big piece about him today that, uh, according to him, the Broncos have shown strong interest in the 49ers defensive coordinator. That uh, Greg Pinner and George Payton, Condoleezza Rice, they interviewed Ryans in San Francisco last Thursday. He was the named the NFL's assistant coach of the year by the Pro Football Writers Association. Stock continues to climb. And could be with the Broncos are, they're waiting till, till Monday, where they then they could talk to D'Amico Ryans then. Because we'll have the, the two-week break, obviously, between the Super... Either Ryans will be coaching the Super Bowl in two weeks or his season's over. And so Denver will have a chance to talk with him coming up on Monday. Uh, we talked about how the line has shifted. Mahomes looks like that ankle's not going to be a, a major, major issue, at least from what we've we've seen and heard. That Eric uh, <laughs> the enemy saying, he asked the biggest reason for Mahomes' fast recovery... I have no idea, but I want whatever he's taking. 
because that line has now shifted back in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. We'll talk more about it. Have our picks coming up later on this morning. 820, Jim along with the cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Uh, one other thing we want to get to before we uh, get to where in the world is Tyler Franzen, the uh, announcement by Deion Sanders that Mike Zimmer, former Minnesota Vikings head coach, coming to Boulder, here's Coach Prime on Zimmer. I have to understand they're talking to a head coach and Coach Flick. Yeah. You know, your offense coordinator, you're talking to a head coach. It's not just Coach Prime. Like, they're guys in the offensive line. line, They know what it's supposed to look like. Taggart's coming too, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Coach Zim is coming too, by the way. So, another two head coaches, one in the NFL as well as uh, the collegiate uh, field. But not only that, but forget the titles. They know this game and they know kids. And they've been capable of making tremendous decisions um, with the kids and the young men in mind. Yeah. All right, that from the pregame show. It was almost Sanders. like afterthought. Like he was like, "Oh, by the way, oh, Coach but, Taggart's coming." Oh yeah. Oh, by, by the, the way, way also Coach Zimmer. Yeah. And we'd heard rumors a long time ago that both those guys were going to be on the staff over in Boulder. Well, now he's made it official. Like Zimmer, we don't know what he's going to be doing. Willie Taggart, don't know what he's going to be doing exactly. We'll be on the buff staff. I like the idea, though, that he's bringing in former head coaches with, and and there was even a part of that video where he said it it helps to kind of insulate Dion a little bit, right, where he has all of these guys with plenty of other head coaching experience around him who've run programs, who've had maybe mild to moderate success. You know, I think, I think Coach Zimmer in particular with recency in the NFL should help with a lot of these kids who are going to have NFL dreams. And now that they're playing at a Power 5 school, should elevate them. Lots of experience there. Had those two guys who's already on that staff over in Boulder. All right, this hour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee country financials time for where in the world is tyler franson uh it is and oh come on there it is where in the world is carmen san diego where the hell is he well, i can't find him you cannot hide forever i will find you your chance to win beer today from our friends at high country beverage a case of fat tire from new belgium brewery must be 21 or older and if you've won the last two weeks please Sit it out. We're looking for answers on the text line, 970-242-1340. We go north to this 5,000-seat college hoops arena that's home to history. In 2015-16, the women's team of this arena set a record 38 wins and a spot in the national title game for Division Two. Oh, and we might have to take a plane to get there, which might explain why an airline chose to sponsor it. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? All right, first correct answer. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. You win today. Case of Fat Tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. 970-242-1340. River City Sportplex. Jackson Wilson joins us next to talk abs hockey and other things on the ice. That's coming up on the team sports network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
Welcome back. 827, Jim along with Cake today. Coming up, we'll talk with Sonny Russell Hansen. She'll be going into the Fruto Monument Hall of Fame on February 7th. But uh, with us in the studio right now, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, joins us on the program this morning. Good morning, Jackson. How are you? Oh, just living the Did dream. You turn that up, turn that down. My headphones? Yeah. You know, if I was like a rapper, I'd say just turn it up, but you can turn it down. <laughs> okay, is that, is that a little better for you there? Is that yeah, better? it is. That's okay. perfect. Thank okay, you. Okay, very good. Yeah, I don't want you to blow. I don't want to blow your eardrums out. I'm sorry. I should have did the sound check before you put the headphones on. Oh, hey, it's That's all my good. fault. Hey, man, it's all good. I think I think you just run such a great show over here, Jim. A plus. Always, oh, wow. always to the tele telecommunications. Such a suck up. <laughs> such, a suck up. <laughs> such an absolute suck up. So hey. you have been getting those checks. <laughs> Barely has. You know, hey, hey, money talks. Uh, it does. Deion Sanders, I'm bringing the Louie with me. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm bringing Willie with me. Jeez. And it. Mike Zimmer. And, oh, that's Dude, that's going to be a fun football team to watch. In yes, the next it year will. Or two. Yes, it will. I like, I like, I, and I like the cornerback you. Like, LSU is known for, you know, what was it, DBU, right, or whoever. But I don't know, man. Deion State was linebacker you. Yep, yep, yep. With McLean and Hunter now. I mean, they've got top two, you know, prep. High school. I hope it works corners out. Corners and and hundred the number one player. I hope prime time works out. I think I. I, I mean, there's a buzz, and that's what's uh, and Deion Sanders. If anyone can live up to the buzz, like I think that there's just such. Sometimes there's a bubble that gets created, like the Nathaniel Hackett thing, right? Big bubble, ex, big expectations. Russ kind of dud for the season. You know, Dion. I think though can come in create this whole buzz. And I think I think he'll deliver. I think he will too. I agree. All right, let's talk a little Avalanche hockey, shall we? Uh, they lose last night, but let's not. Then they they blow a lead last night, but let's not let that get in the way of what's been a really impressive turnaround for the Avalanche years of late. Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah, they just uh, they they're finally starting to be able to kind of kind of play simple again, and you know they're getting back to getting opportunities on net, scoring shots, just giving themselves the chances to get high percentage pucks on net. And it's it's working out for them, and they just you know, you you knew that they have this potential to play so well in them, um, but with injuries and just the team chemistry this season with all the different lineup combinations, it's been tough for them to become a cohesive unit. So it's been you know fun to be able to see over the past I think it was six games in a row um, before last night that they were able to win, and um, and then you know more solidify their spot um, in the playoffs as well. So. You know, no, good for them. You know, goaltending had been good um, up until last night a little bit. And then, uh, you know, Kale McCarr was out, and they still, I think, won three games without Kale McCarr, um, which is awesome for them. So it's it's good. It's great. You know, and then they make the deal for Matt Nieto, um, you know, a few days ago too, and he played his first game last night. So they're, you know, it, it's exciting. It's it's good to see them turning in the right direction. It's like, okay. It's like that's right. If we just get into the dance, we'll be able to make some noise and cause some cause some chaos. And you know, unfortunately, it looks like Landeskog won't be ready until the beginning of March, from all the latest reports I've seen. So you know, he won't be able to come back. Um, that process has gone a little bit slower than they would have liked. Um, but then again, as if you're in the dance, like he comes in, he gets some games at the end. You know, that's that's the captain coming back. What does Nieto mean to this team bringing him back? I think he was always just, you know, from an outside guy looking in, right? Like, how much do I actually know? But it, it, he always seemed like such a good locker room guy, Matt Nieto. And he's going to bring back that grit and that speed on the wing. And I think he's going to be able to kind of fill in that Darren Helm role a little bit, too. 
where, you know, he he's a lefty guy, he's a winger, he'll be able to go in, take some draws if you need him to, but he'll be able to get some goals when, when you know, they need a third line, you know, deeper second line, fourth line goal scorer, right? Like like secondary third scoring. And so it, it'll be interesting. Um, and he's quick. I like it. Like, he knows the system. He knows Bednar. You know, he went, I think he got a... I can't remember if he got paid. I think he signed with San Jose. He did. He signed, right? Yeah, to get a contract, which is, you know, it's perfect. Like, we talk about all the time. Like, McFarland and Sackett can't keep everybody. And, you know, when you go and play for these good organizations and you do well, you're going to, your value goes up. So, Nieto left, right? And now they get him back. So, what about Cout and McDonald? I mean, who, who went in that deal? I mean, Martin Cout's been a guy that so. seems like. You hear his name talked about as maybe being a guy that could be an impact player for this team, and he just never has been that guy, right? Right. I, I So I saw on Twitter, because, you know, that's my generation in a nutshell, it's just social media intake, is that uh, you trade Cout, who can't really find his role on the Avalanche. At, he's an AHLer in, our, yeah. in the Avalanche organization. He's an AHLer. You trade an AHL guy for an NHL guy. Right. And then you trade um, Jacob McDonald. Um, for Ryan Merkley. And so now you're kind of trading two prospects. And arguably, Merkley could be better and McDonald could be better. So, like, it, that time will tell on that one. But, um, you know, it, it's it, Cal, what's so funny is Cal and Merkley in this, were in the same draft and they were only about four or five picks apart, I think it was. Um, but no, it's interesting. I really like the deal. I like the trade. Yeah. I mean, it's like it goes under the radar a little bit unless, you know, you're a hockey guy because, you know, most people are like, who's Matt Nieto? Like, you know, what are you doing? But it's guys like that that are going to help form the roster to build the cup. Gives you depth. 100%. It's a glue guy, kind of, you know, use kind of a basketball term, but I think it works for hockey as well. Yep. And they were they were cracking up because I think you can fit the maximum number of eights now in a lineup because Matt Nieto is number 83, so they have 88. Uh, I can't remember who's 88. But that 88, 83, 8, Kale McCarr. You know, like just they just got all these eights all of a sudden, like lined up. It's like a tight end or wide receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, it's just, it's pretty funny. So, no, I, I really like the deal. I love the moves. I, I don't know if they're done. Like, I could definitely see them make swinging another move or two right now. As Deadline's well. coming up in March. Yeah. Alex Newhook's starting to find the yeah. back of the net. Like, and, and me and, um, you know, the coaches down at River City Sportplex are always talking about these guys. Like, you know, I, I still have a bet going with one of my buddies. He th- he's like, Evan Rodriguez is going to have more points than Newhook. And at the beginning of the year, I was like, no chance. Um, which, you know, it'll be interesting, actually. The guy looks smart right now. Shout out my buddy Luke, Coach Luke right there, dude. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, no, it's all good. It, it's it's really all good and fun to watch. And you and you saw last night, like, Moose is so good, man. Like, Miko Rantanen yeah, is two goals good last night. lord. I, that third, that, I think it was I think it was the third goal off the power play, that shot. Jesus. I don't like, they asked these NHL guys to block some of these shots. Like, and I've, Jim, I blocked plenty of shots, coach, but I never face, you know, Miko yeah. Rantanen's one-timer. Like, I, these, it's it's a Warriors game out there for certain. And, and you saw, you know, switching gears into last night's game, you saw last night where if you slow down or you're not willing to play a full 60 minutes, you know, and, and you don't make it simple enough for yourself, you're going to shoot yourself in the leg, as Rantanen did say post-game, and, uh, and, and lose that game. Any coincidence they lose last night, six-game winning streak comes to an end with Val Nichushkin out because it kind of started with Val Nichushkin's return. Yep. Yeah. I – yeah. I mean, yeah, you like, don't want to blame it. You don't want to say it's one guy because this team is so deep and so good and so talented, but 
just seems kind of an interesting coincidence. They go on the streak when he returns. They lose their first game during that streak when he's out with an upper body injury. He is that much of an impact player. That's that's what's so tough, I think, for the Avs this year is that they have they they have such a great roster that they have so many impact players that even though their talent pool is still super high with all these other guys healthy and playing, when you still lose, you know, a piece of that foundation, right? Your 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 whole your whole house is gonna get a little shaky. So, you know, I I think that. They get guys back. They lose them again. Now they got to re- redo the lineup, refill it, and I mean, holy smokes, Bet Bednar yeah. Bednar's room probably looks like you know one of those investigation boards <laughs> that people are trying to put he's got together. Got the line of string connecting one picture, and I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's got the photos of guys on the wall, pulling his hair out. He's been staring <laughs> at the same wall for he's, two months. He's Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, Pepe yeah. Sylvia. Yeah, Pepe yeah, Sylvia. Good call. Absolutely, just going. Okay, let me walk you through my lineup this next game since Big Val's out. Oh, jeez. No, but it's good, man. Like, and it makes you think, like honestly, like, and, and I've said all year because I can't wait for it. Like, Landy, like, what, like, what if they, you know, they go on a six-game heater with Val. Val comes out. Val comes right. back. Landy comes back with all these guys. Like, and, and now you got Nieto to help out that depth. Like, I, it, I, I they can still win oh, this yeah. Stanley Cup. Like, it's, it is. If they well, look can, at this jump, they've gone out of playoff contention to now fourth in the Central, third the other day until they lost last night, and so, yeah. I mean. They they can go on these spurts and keep themselves in contention till they're back to being 100. percent Which they're they're getting closer to that every yep. single week, getting closer to that. And 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 I think that the goaltending has been promising as well. Last night was Both super guys. tough. Right, right. Frank Frankie, I think. I, I last night, like you never want to blame your goaltenders, but I think he wanted a couple of those back. And then you know, Jajori, uh yeah, Gregorio. Gregorio. Thank you. The Russian names. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's been playing super well too, right? You know, yeah. so it's it's been super exciting to see because that was such a big question mark after Kemper left. Is you know, will will these guys just fill the role? And yeah, it hasn't necessarily been them. It's been more of the team. So it's it'll be super exciting to to see if they can you know kind of mesh everything together. Um, and if you get hot at the right time, you get hot at the right time. Any sport, right? So sure. and that's and that's what they're trying to build towards. I think. Avs Blues tomorrow on the team pregame at twelve thirty for that one. Uh, what's going on with River City Sportplex? What's going on this week? So we're starting to uh, promote the Hawk Hacker, our annual golf tournament up there at Adobe. I think we're going to be teeing off on April 2nd this year on a Sunday. Um, so if anyone's interested in, in joining that, you can go on uh, River Hawks, actually, which is the youth club's website. You can access that through rivercitysportplex.com um, or just go on, uh, I think it's grandjucksriverhawks.com. But uh, yeah, so you know, get, getting out there, starting to warm up a little bit. Yesterday was pretty chilly, but uh, oh yeah, you know. <clears throat> so we got that. <clears throat> excuse me, that going on. <clears throat> Good God, I, I know. Frogs get that early morning. <clears throat> holy stuff in your throat. I know that was too much. Too much uh, occupational hazard. For I was. Us I was. I was about to say yeah, yeah, because I always yeah. come from beer league on Thursday nights. <laughs> we had the late game last night. Still got a little coating of Coors in there, perhaps just a little, little touch or yeah. whatever. Yeah, a little bit of uh, a free flow. Do you know? Do you know Fat Tire changed their recipe? I did not. Really? New, new Belgium Fat Tire changed their recipe. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. Um, it's like a little bit lighter. It's out. Well, it's weird. Which you're giving away a case of that today. So, chance to try out. The, oh, 
I don't. I don't know if it's. It, I, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know if it's the new one or the old one. It depends on the case you have. I That's guess. true. Yeah. I guess you'd. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, no, it's you know we're doing good. So we got the golf tournament going on. Um, you know we're looking at we're hosting a whole bunch of youth games this weekend. The, we have about six weeks left of the youth hockey season, and you know we're hosting a whole whole bunch of games down there. Um, you know, and it's having a whole whole bunch of uh, good impact on these kids to have home games and stuff like that down there. So it's super exciting. Um, you know, it's it's really fun. So uh, we got curling going. We, we sold out the curling league again. Deb Minger, who's come on before, yeah. like, she, she, you know, she's running an awesome league over there. Um, and, and it's really buzzing. A lot of kids in the learn to skate, like, <clears throat> we're, we're getting back to it, man. So it's, it's super fun to see the growth from last winter to this winter. Um, and, and the continuation of, of what we're going to be able to do going into the spring and summer. Very cool. Very cool. All the information, RiverCitySportPlex.com. So if you want to learn about uh, what's going on, with learn to skate, any of the programs, go to RiverCitySportPlex.com. All right, 840, Sonny Russell Hansen will be going to the Fruit of Monument Hall of Fame. will be joining us in just a few minutes. It's time right now for Four Down Territory. We're into Four Down Territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All right, first down, if you're a college basketball fan, this is some sad news. Billy Packer has died. Mm. His son, uh, Mark and Brant Packer, shared the news on social media that uh, the longtime announcer had died at the age of 82. I mean, when you think about Bill Rafferty, I mean, longtime voice, Jim Nance, obviously, of college basketball. But uh, Billy Packer was that guy as well. Covered 34 Final Fours for CBS and NBC. And he was on the call when... When Magic and Michigan State beat Larry Bird in Indiana in the 79 National Championship game in Salt Lake City. So, uh, inducting the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2008. Our condolences to his family. What tremendous, tremendous broadcaster. Absolutely. All right, we've got the AFC Championship game coming up on Sunday. Kansas City hosting Cincinnati. Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay <laughs> is asked what impresses you about the Bengals' offense. He said N- nothing. The word nothing. Nothing. He said nothing about them impresses him. Do not give Joe Burrow more fire. Don't do it. Come on, Willie Gay. Come on. Do you, did you really need to do that? I don't think so. Not a smart move. I don't no. see Willie Gay getting like four sacks either. I don't nah. see that happen either. No, not at all. All right, third and fourth down. The Jets seem to be willing to sell their soul to acquire Aaron Rodgers, not realizing that another number 12 for the Jets already sold his soul to get the Jets' only Super Bowl so far. But that being said, if the Jets land Aaron Rodgers, do you think Joe Namath would be willing to let him wear the number 12? I say no. He might have to Rodgers! pick another This can't double check! I, I don't know. He might I, have to pick another jersey number. I don't know. Joe might say, hey, what's what's in it for me? Gee, somebody from New York selling their soul. Story as old as time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, man. Fourth down, Brock Purdy... The odds are uh, not in his favor when it comes to rookie quarterbacks in conference championship games. Since the merger, rookie QBs that have played in the conference title game are 0 for 6. Still like that team's chances. Though. I was about to say they didn't have Shanahan coach, and I'm pretty sure they I could, that defense. I'm pretty sure and... I could be playing quarterback for the 49ers <laughs> right now, and they'd have a chance to win. They'd, have a, they'd probably have a chance Kyle to win. Kyle Shanahan is a heck of a football coach. And D'Amico Ryan's done a heck of a job with that defense. Yep, and and they're stacked. And yep. they're, they're just talent. Talent, yep. talent, talent. It all starts on Sunday noon right here on the Team Sports Network, the NFC and AFC Championship Games. All right, Jackson, always a pleasure, man. Always. Thank you. All right, so once again, get the latest information. Stop by, have a free flow. Over hey. at the River City Sport Play. Yeah.
Uh, have some fun. Go if it gets too hot for you guys, go cool off. You know, let's do it. Yeah, because it's, it's been blistering outside lately. Jeez, it's so cold out there. <laughs> I went to Home Depot yesterday. I turned to my wife. I'm like, "Are you are you cold? Because I'm really cold." I'm, I'm, in, like, oh, I'm yeah. in like a puffer jacket yeah. in your studio right now. I'm still trying to warm still up. try to shake off. Shake off the chill from outside. Hey, the beer always stays cold over at River City. That's right, my friends. That's Love right. It. Stop by today. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Stay by the radio. You are listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Talking through the Monument Wildcat Sports on the Jim Davis Show. And our conversation with Sonny Russell Hansen brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. She'll be going into the Fruita Monument Athletic Hall of Fame February 7th. Sonny Russell Hansen with us. Good morning, Sonny. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. So is Shaver watching the kids right now while you do this? <laughs> yeah, they're... They, uh... He's on kid duty while I do this for sure. He's causing on, a little ruckus. He's, he's on kid duty. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm he's glad. on kid duty. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, the deputy's on patrol uh, in his yeah, own house. I, that's that's good that he's doing that this morning. There's a lot of patrolling going on in our house these I, days. I, 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 that's a, how, how many kids do you guys have now? Oh, we have three girls, wow. and uh, we're actually got a fourth on the way in August. So well, we congratulations! Are packed full of chaos for sure. <laughs> Just just one more, and you've got a basketball team. Well, I you was actually to... shooting for a relay team, if it's all girls. Okay, but, that's um, true. Well, yeah, considering we, your we track can... <laughs> background, absolutely, that makes total sense. <laughs> I, I think I'll, I think the basketball thing is probably <laughs> not not quite in the future. <laughs> uh, that's totally understand that. Well, well, congratulations <laughs> on the the little one coming coming up in August. Now you're going into the the Fruit of Monument Hall of Fame. And look, we could spend the next hour probably talking about everything you you did at Fruto Monument. You lettered in three oh. sports: softball, basketball, track. You got a track scholarship to Colorado State. Uh, you had a, a three point nine GPA throughout high school. You remember the Honor Society, state uh, high jump champion two thousand four two thousand six, state record holder in the high jump, long jump, and the four by one hundred relay. I mean, those those are a lot of accomplishments, Sonny, uh, that uh, that you were able to cram into your your high school career. Yeah, I mean, when I look back at high school, I, I, sports was, you know, my highlight for sure. Um, played softball my first two years and loved softball, but just decided to focus more on basketball and track my last two years. And, you know, track was my true love, and I just loved the atmosphere of, of track and field and all my friends. And, um, you know, basketball was great too, And but uh, ultimately track was the one that, uh, set me up for a lot of college options and um, and really gave me a future to, to go to a Division one school. Sonny uh, Russell Hansen with us today on the program. Uh, she'll go into the uh, Fruit of Monument Athletic Hall of Fame February 7th. When we talk about Fruit of Monument track, you have to talk about Phil Wortman, don't you? Because, I mean, oh. Uncle Phil uh, was such, <laughs> had such an influence on so many not not just athletes, but students as as an educator there as well. But uh, talk about your relationship with Phil Wortman because, like I said, he had a tremendous impact on uh, everybody that he coached. Yeah, you. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Phil 
Phil was so influential for so many kids, and I don't, I don't think he takes credit for that like he should. Um, you know, I just a lot of kids did track because of the atmosphere that Phil created, and because it was a fun environment. And you know, Phil had this way of of being direct with you um, and honest and upfront, but in a way that was very encouraging and not discouraging and it really truly just made you want to perform and do good for him. And like I said, in the, in the PE classes, I know that his class was the number one class everybody wanted to take. Right. And, um, out on the track, I mean, it was just, it was always a good day and it was always just such a great atmosphere that he created. I think, uh, last year when he was inducted into the hall of fame, I, um, listen to the interview with you and him and you mentioned that uh <laughs> he had you run the 800 one time and <laughs> you know he, he just put it in perspective like well it's just two 400 that's all you got to do and exactly. it's like okay phil yeah you're right i trust you this will be this will be good but you know it was just that kind of perspective that he had that made you want to do good right i mean yeah he just he could he never berated anybody never made you feel bad it was always like you could go do that you could try that like yeah. you said to me like, come on you, you run the quarter just two of those you'll be fine right right and I'm like oh okay if you, you know, like okay, i had such I, trust I, in him I, and I, belief in him sure i'll, I'll do that yeah. did he ever yeah. did you ever have a moment where, where coach Wortman did that for you or he talked you into doing something you're going okay uh, but i but i trust you so much that i'll that i'll do that you know, he never talked me into running the 800, and <laughs> I'm glad he didn't because I did do the heptathlon my freshman year in college, and after running those 800s, I never wanted to run one again because, I mean, it's it's an awful race for sure. Um, I can't remember specifically if there were any, you know, races right. or events that he really talked me into. I just know that no matter what, I mean, he was just like, well, yeah, you can try that, or yeah, go on, you, you got it, and so it was just, he's just, I mean, probably one of the most influential coaches of my life. And, you know, high school is such a, it's such a hard time in general, trying to find your confidence and trying to find out who you are. And to have those people and those coaches and teachers, you know, Jeff Miller and Bear Husky were my basketball coaches. They were so positive and so influential as well. And, you know, it's just a really, I guess, growing time in your life and it's great to have people like that who who are there for you sunny russell hansen with us today she'll go to the fruto monument hall of fame uh, february 7th when the wildcat basketball teams take on montrose let's talk about your career at csu uh sixth place finish at uh, csu in the four by one under 2006 just take us through some of the highlights sunny of your time as a ram uh, yeah, actually, I think the the four by one hundred was uh, in high school. Um, I'm sorry, that's that the that state track meet. My my apologies. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, um, CSU was, uh, you know, I started as a heptathlete my freshman year, um, and that went okay. Um, I I think I could have been an average heptathlete, but um, the coaching staff saw a little more potential of just uh, kind of straight lining me as a high jumper and. And they also started coaching me as a triple jumper as well. Um, and, I, you know, my CSU career was, it was good. 
Um, it wasn't what I was hoping it to turn out to be. Um, but I think college in general, I think I, it, it was more just, it was more than just about track, you know, it was, I, I was able to go to a division one school and get an amazing degree that, um, ultimately led me into the medical field that I'm in now. And, um, just met some great friends that I, I still have contact with every week, and it was just overall a great experience. And and track was fun and and great, and um, you know you you grow as a person in college, and especially as a student athlete, it's very challenging at the Division One level. And you got your nursing degree, at Colorado Mesa, uh, back in 20, uh, 2012. So. What are you? What are you doing now? You mentioned you're working in the medical field. What are what's Sonny Russell Hansen up to these days? Well, um, majority of my time is chasing toddlers, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I still I'm still at St. Mary's a few days a week and still uh, keeping keeping up on my nursing skills and and running around that place and um, it's that's about it. My life is pretty pretty focused around kids and work when I can so it, it's real good good stuff and a, and a fourth one on the way in August and, and I think at some point uh, your husband Shaver probably going to be like you in the, in the Hall of Fame at some point in time after his great career on the diamond for the Wildcats but uh, Sonny well deserved congratulations and uh, of course uh, the induction ceremony happens uh, for all the inductees February 7th when Fruit of Monument hosts Montrose Sonny I appreciate the time great catching up with you Thank you so much for having me. And uh, keep Shaver in line, okay? No, that's probably not an easy <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Take care. Sonny Russell Hanson joining us this morning on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little Colorado Mesa BMX in just a few minutes here on the program.